Welcome to another episode of the Mighty Men Podcast. We are here in the refinery. I'm here with the one and only, the king of gains. Oh, nice. Isaac Wardle. Yeah. What's up, man? How are you doing? Two pounds and... 12 months. King of the king of games. Hey, a gain's a gain, bro. Dude, I'm uh, I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing really well. I'm happy to be here. That's good, dude. I feel like there's something in the air today. Like I'm just having a good day. Yeah, like poison. I I don't know, honestly, because it's Monday. It's the 26th of July. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling good. That's awesome. Feeling good. How? Uh, here's here's my new here's my new challenge for myself. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say, what's new with you? Ooh. The reason being is I've caught myself now always saying, "How you doing?" Mm. And he gives the other person the opportunity to go good, or yeah, like, short you know, answer, short yeah. answer, and it's like, I mean, sometimes hey, I, you know. I don't care how everyone's doing. I gotta be honest. But, but for the for the people that you care about, for the people I care about, you know, like it's like it's so easy to say like "What's up, man?" or whatever, or like, and it's just like a greeting. Oh, it's like going through the motions of like, yeah. "How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good." Good. Do you ever do it like the third time too? Only with oh. people who I know will get it. But I I've I've done it so many times. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like as, by accident or no, by accident. Oh, okay. Or like it's the same thing as like when you're in a grocery store and you're like, she's like, "Okay, well." Uh, enjoy your in, or whatever you're at a, you're at the movie and she's like uh, enjoy the movie and you're like you too and you're like oh and you're like mm, I'm no. so glad you brought that up Dude, I all the time. I've done oh. that so many times one time in particular it was uh, a shattering moment for me because I was like in high school I was still tr- trying to figure myself out a bit and this like teacher came up to me uh, who I like respected yeah, and was like trying to make a good impression on. I don't, I don't think I'd ever had them, but I've always like admired them. Yeah. And, uh, came dad. up to me, I was leaving for like a basketball tournament and they're like, yeah, Josiah, have a good basketball tournament. And I was like, you too walked away and you know, you're pretty fragile as like a young high schooler. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I was crushed. Oh, absolutely ashamed. Uh, it's pretty funny that that happens. I'm sure everyone can relate to, to that. Oh, absolutely. But you said, what's new with me? Wait, well, how did you put it? How are... No, yeah. What's new? What's, what's new? new with you? What's new with me? Uh, not much. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. Screwed, <laughs> you screwed the whole point of it up. Yeah, I know, right? That sucked. Uh, tell me, no, you know what? You tell, your, me, tell me one new thing about yourself. It's on you because you didn't send me this question beforehand, it's bro. It's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Tell, tell you something that's new? Yeah, tell me something that's new. Oh, Tell dude. everyone something that's new. Okay, I got something for you. Something I'm kind of proud of. Um, I don't know the definition of trending on Instagram, but I, uh, I run a social media platform for on behalf of a business uh, as part of my role. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't believe it, but I got a reel of mine that I filmed and, and put together on Instagram with some crew trying to make a specific consumer goods product look interesting. I, oh, I think I, I know the one you're saying. I jumped into the creative uh, portions of my brain and brainstormed with the team. We put together a reel and posted it. And somehow Instagram picked it up. And we, last I checked, we're at 137,000 views. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like, a, as a marketer, like... 
feather on my cap there because I haven't had anything like that really. Like I've had YouTube videos back in the day that have hit stuff like numbers like that. Is this for um, like um, your men's lingerie store you're working for? Yeah, yeah wow, that's exactly that's right. It was actually a picture of me. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, that's, I can see how that's no, not my name. face though. So, no, yeah, no, um, biceps. But yeah, so I was pretty psyched on that. Yeah, uh, and I think it had like yeah something like just under 700 likes, which I was wow. pretty fired up about. Um, so that's personal best for me on that that side of things. So there is something new for wow, you, dude. PR on likes. <laughs> PR on likes. PR on views. Yeah, it goes right under deadlift PR. Yeah, it's likes for sure. No, that's cool, man. It's it's. I mean, it's funny because it's. You know, we we take shots at the social media world in the normal lay everyday sit around sit on your ass type of deal. But mm -hmm. I mean, it is a big tool in marketing uh, as a you know company or a corporation or whatever. But it also as a you know marketing yourself too. Like really, you can't you can't be a professional well, unless you're unless you're professionalizing in not having social media and that's your thing mm -hmm. you can't really be a professional or in the workspace or the the um, entertainment space or whatever and not have an instagram or whatever um, and i mean it's interesting i find that you can really tell when somebody professional like a you know, someone in, the, in sports or whatever goes from having, like, running their own Instagram account to mm -hmm. having it run for them. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, that person wouldn't have posted that. <laughs> or, like, it just, that sounds like it was, you know, you know, and it's, it, it, I find that really interesting, just, like, watching when they make that switch, right? But you can't, yeah. you really can't do it nowadays without one, right? Or it's just, it's a really good tool to have to reach a different market than, say, you know, doing, like, bus stop billboards or whatever, yeah. right? Like, that's, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bench, like, bus stop benches. And yeah. And, yeah, all those, like, shelters and stuff. Which, why are... It's interesting to me that, if I think about it, I'd say, like, 90% of those bus stop, you know, bench bench uh, ads are... It's all real tree. Mm -hmm. It's not... It's not, like, your everyday, like, home hardware building center. It's always some dude's face. Yeah. Always defaced as well. Yeah, for sure. It's like, like the industry standard is like bus stops are always realtors. You think you they learn that's like, hmm, where do I want, I want to put my face somewhere that's very accessible by a bunch of teenagers with a Sharpie. And mm -hmm. you could not put it in a more dangerous spot, huh. right? Like yeah, public transport and right at like face level. Yeah. So if true. you want to get a bunch of, you know, profanities or maybe some inappropriate shapes um, drawn around your your persona then go for it but and it's, it's one of those things that's so hard to measure like if it's actually worth it yeah you know like what how do you calculate the ROI of two bus stop advertisements no I know like yeah you're gonna get your clients to do a survey did you see us on Facebook Instagram uh, MySpace, MSN, or bus stop on the corner of Clearbrook and George Ferguson. I know that's funny. Go back and what's a ROI? Return on investment. Okay, nice. Yeah, so it, you know, people often after some sort of investment, uh, some sort of marketing initiative, mm -hmm. they'll calculate or try to come up with the return on investment of like, mm -hmm. was that a good decision? Should we do that again next year? Should we budget for that kind of thing? So, so what's your ROI on social media? What's your projected ROI in your eyes? How? What's the? There. Change my question. What do you see that the value would be for 
you know, like an everyday type of business, say, as in your industry for mm-hmm. having a, uh, an Instagram or a social media? Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few. I would say the first two that come to mind would be, number one, acquisition of new customers and mm-hmm. just, you know, brand awareness, uh, you know, company awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people show up and it's like, oh, I didn't know you guys existed as they're paying us th- like $1,000 or 500 bucks for yeah. a product, right? So it's like, that's usually like the last thing they say to us, I didn't know you guys were here. I'll come back. And it's yeah. like, oh, how'd you find out about us, right? It's kind yeah. of, you want to take them into a room and like, you know, ask them a bunch of questions about their consumer habits and stuff like that. But um, I would say, so it's number one, it's going to be brand awareness and just like bringing customers in. So like, for example, that video, we've gotten a lot of different followers from it. We've gotten a lot of, you know, likes and just traffic on, on our Instagram page. Um, and so if that, you know, that video took me 20 minutes to film Mm -hmm. and then another 20 minutes to edit and maybe five minutes to post. So you're talking about 45 minutes. And if one person, so basically the ROI is, or sorry, the investment is my wage for 45 minutes. Yeah. Which is extremely expensive, of course. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah, the profits have gone. Like, yeah. The profit does not away. But like, let's say one person sees it, follows us, and in two months they come and blow a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's like right there, worth it. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, as well as just, you know, it's that continued engagement. It's that the history of like someone who drops onto our page sees like these guys are taking this seriously um, Mm -hmm. and they're a legit business. And so that's number one. Number two would be, uh, which a lot of people don't think about, uh, would be employment. Mm. So building that company image. Yeah. uh, Because I don't want to go join a shitty company that doesn't have any presence online. Doesn't, you know, get with the times. Doesn't it's, you know, it's it's a, a little bit of um, what's the word? Uh, like affiliation, like you're affiliated with a company, yeah. And so yeah. you want them to be putting their best foot forward. You want them to be cutting edge. You want them to be advanced. Uh, if if you guys if you see this like Instagram that was started four years ago and they have two posts, yeah. You know, I might think twice about joining them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I see constant engagement, constant posting, you know posting about the team, posting about the culture. I can learn all about the business before I even show up for my first interview. Fair. And then right away I'm more eager than a company that doesn't necessarily provide those um, extra steps yeah. and extra initiatives. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are the first two that come to mind, but certainly the main one is you know, making sales, bringing in revenue yeah. through free advertising. Well, it's, 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 I just find it interesting because I, I find that I, I definitely dog on... Um, social media like mm. even though I am at fault for it like I mean if you asked Emma she would say I use it too much you know right I still get I got a I got a message the other day and it was like four hours and 32 minutes I was like how is that my screen time like that's not uh, fair yeah. like, come on man like I don't feel like I'm on that much you know um but I mean I, I obviously think that pulls from a number of different things that I do you know oh, yeah. have my app I just Spotify open on my phone when I'm you know and I don't have the di- whatever it, like auto shut off or whatever but anyway yeah um, but yeah like I dog on social media but then at the same time it's I think you really 
you really can't do, or you can really do so much more for yourself and your business if you utilize it. Yeah. Uh, your business or your, per, you know, your, your personal business as well. Yeah. Um, like I would say maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't think you need it. No. Sure, um, I don't think so either. But I think it depends on the industry, of course. And if you suck at it, then you really... Oh, don't. yeah. If you're going to like, if just like anything in business, if you're going to do a shitty job, don't even start. So like if, if you, if you're not all in and if you don't have, you know, somebody who's going to take ownership of that and actually move it forward, move that needle forward for yeah. months, like don't even start. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I would say the, the bare minimum is get your business on Google mm-hmm. and if you want to print posters and hang them around the city, by all means, if you don't yeah. want to do any of that and you don't want to do social media. You just want organic growth. Word of mouth is the most powerful form of marketing. So, of yeah, course, sure. like take that into account um, and referrals, reward mm-hmm. referrals, that kind of thing. But social media, it's, it's easy, especially for millennials. Um, so, you know. Yeah. It's not like anyone can, can, you know, market a company on social media quite easily. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And look at that. I Point proven. All it takes is... What's new with you? Yeah, boom. 10 minute, 10 minute roll, right? Yeah, that's true. Or you can be a sad sack and say, what's up? Oh, nothing much. I mean, see you later, man. Yeah. You know? So change your life, anyone who's listening. Yeah. And uh, I like it. I think it also just picks up your whoever you're talking to, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, they're like, oh, that's, uh, that's more than then, you know, like, oh, I, I get to talk a little bit, right? Like, I mean, some people don't, it, you still may get the, oh, not that much, you know? Yeah. And then, well, you had to like pry, right? Sure. And exactly. I had to kind of search, but yeah. I think if you let that happen, for sure, it's, uh, well, especially the, with the people you're connected with as well, right? Yeah. The people yeah. you actually care about. Yeah, exactly. One um, of the things I've been doing, um, maybe you've been a recipient of this, I'm not sure, but is, uh, Hugs. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I saw it. It's so shallow of me, but I think I saw it on like some scurvy guy. Speaking of not all real, t- real estate agents are scurvy, <laughs> uh, but it was like this real estate, like Hollywood real estate show, which, or no, it was New Zealand or oh yeah, Australia. Sorry, mm-hmm. folks. Sorry to all you uh, Aussies out there. <laughs> Same thing. Um, but yeah, so we'll check, we'll check the analytics and see if we actually have any Kiwi listeners. Yeah, I don't think we do, but no. um, but anyways, all that to say, I, I got this tip from a guy I was watching on Netflix. Um, it was this Aussie real estate agent, and he would look his staff in the eye and say, "I appreciate you." Hmm. Uh, exactly. It's just as simple as that. He was like straight up just a dick, but yeah. like that one kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, I could learn from him in that way because mm-hmm. he's like, it's just a simple thing but yeah. he looked at them paused I appreciate you and then just like just waited for them to do what like say whatever right dude I think that is probably one of the biggest things that and I mean obviously again it plays to certain people you yeah. know the people that actually need that but I think one of the the best things I got in in like in work was I mean I mean for me personally and I emanos this too. It just speaks to my love languages. But like getting an attaboy at work for mm. like for, for for something you did, even if it's like I mean it's not like I, I need praise all the time. Um, but 
it's it just it goes a long way you know when when you know that that's noticed right and yeah. for someone to just uh say something as simple as that right I, that, that there's appreciation for for what you've done or whatever is it, i think it goes a long way with the most of the population oh yeah sure there's some people that just don't give a rat's ass even if they don't give a rat's ass but appreciation like I think they still do. They oh, just yeah. don't. They just don't say that they. People do. just want to be hard, you know. It's like I don't yeah. need that. I don't need words of affirmation. It's like yeah. uh, no, but just you give me like money. it. Yeah. So I think yeah, for sure, it's uh, it's one of the keys to organizational health. I think is like yeah. showing your people that you appreciate them, and and the thing too about that is like people experience that in different ways. Some people it's like give me a bonus at the end of the year and I'll feel appreciated, and yeah. some people it's like. Once a week, tell me I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So, where do you fly? That's a good question. Can I say both? Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, dude, I, I like getting told that I'm doing a good job and money and a fat check at yeah. the end of the year. I Every quarter no. would be better, actually. Every quarter, yeah. but um, your boss is listening. No, I would say like appreciation, like sit down appreciation, not just like a flyby. Like, hey, great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it just like, Hey, surprise, we want to take you out for lunch and just wanted to talk through your employment and wanted to share like how, how grateful we are for your work. Yeah. Like, dude, I could go on a rant and I'm going to, I'm going to hold back. But one thing I was just thinking about this week, um, was how much time we spend at work. Mm. That's wild. Oh yeah. 40 hours a week for your average person. And for a lot of people, it's way more than that. Well, think about just your day alone. Yeah. Can't believe I've said this, but if you break it down, right? Like, say you, on the light end, you work an eight-hour day. Yeah. Right? So you get up, you, you wake up in the morning, have your breakfast, say breakfast and get into work takes, let's say, a total of hour and a half, two hours, sure. maybe two hours, right? Yeah. You work for eight hours, get a little bit of your break there, um, drive home another 45 minutes, an hour, up for probably, what, four or five hours max yeah if you're if you're getting to bed on time then you're sleeping for eight hours it's like you got like two chunks of your day sleep which you're you're not awake you're just resting and recovering and you're working you got like a small chunk of time that you have for like working out or spending with your family it's like most of our life is either sleeping or working yeah you know yeah i and that realization was one of the one of the reasons that i made a dramatic shift in my life to chase work that I loved mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than just settling. Um, and looking back now, it was a freaking ton of work to yeah. get where I am now, but mm-hmm. it's, it's been, uh, it's been completely worth it, but it's just crazy that it's like you wake up and right away you're preparing for work or taking care of responsibilities, whether that's cleaning the kitchen, feeding the dog, mm-hmm. you know, making the coffee, Oh yeah. Whatever. Having a shower because you smell, and yeah. then you drive to work. You get you get there, and you give your eight best hours of your day. Yeah. To, and you're expected to too. Yeah. You're expected to like this is where this is where you perform. Yeah. Right? There's no. Oh, that's yeah. That's interesting. And then yeah. you come home, and like your lunch is like yeah sure, but that your lunch is just just a crutch to allow you to get through the the next four hours, right? Oh, dude. If it wasn't like. If it wasn't like legally, you know, uh, the legal obligation to give you a lunch break, 
employers do why would you you know yeah oh they want to oh i'll pay you to do nothing right yeah exactly so so yeah then you finish your day you come home if you're not stuck in traffic then you get home at a half decent time right Mm -hmm. before dinner Mm -hmm. you figure out what the heck you're gonna have for dinner either make the dinner or bless your spouse or your family's hearts they make it for you and then you clean up dinner and then you're essentially already in rest mode for yeah. the next day. And so, or maybe you do something like workout, which in a way kind of benefits your work. And then you rest or shower and go to bed. It's just like crazy. Anyways, it's just being an adult, I suppose. But yeah, but it's, uh, it's crazy that we just do that for years and years and years. And then, and like two weeks of vacation, bro, like that's wild. I know. I know. That's wild. Dude, that's, and that's the thing is, I mean, I don't want to quote the exact amount of time that my in-laws and family actually get, like, you know, the government kind of mandates that they get for vacation, but they're always blown away to hear that like two weeks is like the minimum. Yeah. Cause like, like I want to say it's like five weeks there of vacation right. a year. Right. And, and you know, embracing the six hour work day. Right. Mm-hmm. And how much, I mean, again, another numbers that I'm not able to quote off the top of my hand, but head, not hand. Um, but like the, the production increase they see, or like the, the, uh, the performance increase they see in a six hour work day, mm-hmm. you know, and like how, how the say even just take like the white collar type of folk, you know, and, and like cubicle style, just rocking it like that. Those people, when they have a six-hour workday, instead of an eight or a ten, like how much more they're able to get done in that time, right? You know, and like, I just think that there's parts of Europe that are that are like ahead of us on that, yeah, and um, and just seeing how good that is for their their workload and stuff. And I, I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I mean, I I know that like there's no way that I'm as productive in a twelve-hour day than I would be in a in a eight hour day right now mm-hmm. my job I have to put in that I, I, I have enough work that I'm I'm constantly busy enough to make that 10 hour day but yeah. in a different in a different you know in a different scale of work uh, at some point you're just you're kind of just tiring yourself out and not able to really keep putting up the same workload that you would be if you were able to squeeze it into six hours right yeah I feel like uh, I've obviously never tried working a six-hour day, yeah. but uh, it's interesting what you're saying because I, I identify with that, and I, I in many ways Europe is uh, is ahead of us. Oh yeah, um, literally they're they're like right now in Sweden. I think everyone's probably having lunch. Like time zone yeah. as well as actually they're waking up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it, nine hours or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, Depends where. But uh, yeah, I think I mean I'm I'm. Uh, not necessarily, not necessarily promoting a, you know, a, a work, you know, um, revolution of sorts. Yeah. But I just think like for sure there's efficiencies that uh, are likely overlooked due to longer work days. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and also I feel like people just get into like safe mode of like, oh, I'm here for eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I'll I'll kind of you know. My brain can only handle so much. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was working a 9 to... Or even like an 8.30 to 3 or mm-hmm. 9 to 3, like, pff, that'd be crazy. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was even hearing them... I was hearing about a study that they were talking about people that... Um, 
take smoke breaks mm. and they were talking uh, about um, I don't know there's a company that tried out basically the incentive like I mean if you think about that the people that have a, a heavy nicotine addiction or whatever they take I don't know what maybe four smoke breaks a day let's say on on the on the low end like right a, a work day eight yeah hour work and day? Yeah. you're expected that oh I, if I smoke I'm able to go take my ten minute smoke break or yeah. whatever so this company there are people that were complaining that it was unfair right like hey, how come John gets to go take a twenty minute smoke break every two hours or one hour and all I get is my fifteen minute coffee break and my forty five minute lunch or whatever right yeah. So the company, they started incentivizing not like the people that didn't smoke or didn't take smoke breaks. They got like an extra week's vacation or whatever. Whoa. Right. To like to, to basically incentivize the, the, the waste, the time wasting. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess the opposite would be like, okay, well I don't smoke, but I'm going to go take a 20 minute coffee break every two hours or whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm going to break with John. <clears throat> exactly. Right. But it's just, it's funny that that this it's like you're you're getting rewarded for your addiction essentially yeah. right um and so i don't know why more companies like big corporate companies don't get involved in that just for even the aspect of like encouraging people to not smoke right yeah totally. right? it's like man you get three days extra vacation if you don't take your smoke breaks because I mean, oh yeah like, it is literally garbage that you're I uh, personally, I think it's absolute garbage that you can expect to have time off for, you know, taking, going and not working. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think it's hilarious. Um, but I mean, I think that's just also come from the fact that smoking has been like an acceptable form of break in, in occupations for ever. Right. I mean, yeah. way more people used, I, I think way more people have smoked before, um, than, than now. Yeah, but, for sure. I don't know, I found that really interesting. I was like, that's a, that's yeah. an interesting study, man. Like, or interesting uh, idea. And I think, I think, uh, I think a lot of companies or at least employees could get on board with that. Right. For sure. I, I mean, mean it, like, logically it makes sense. Like yeah. 10 hour or sorry, 10 minutes, you know, four times a day. So yeah. like 40 minutes minimum. Yeah. You know, extrapolate that for a full year. Yeah. Like, company in a sense is actually getting a pretty good deal yeah exactly yeah i know for sure so that's so. pretty sick yeah I so like it. there you go i guess it's either the benefit is either you get if your company doesn't do that then uh, take up smoking and yeah get a, get a vape with no nicotine in it yeah. and you're good to go yeah exactly or just start quote smoking yeah yeah but also don't be lazy or popeye cigarettes dude you can yeah. tap into that up in the sugar so, yeah, two eagles. Chew on an eraser, whatever. Dude, we um, we're into a big day today. What is today and the podcast? It's episode ten. Episode ten, man. Double digits. We are we have reached a hundred percent of our goal. That's um, true. Well, Feels actually, good. we're we're probably about ninety seven percent. Through our 100% of our goal. Yep. Um, we we said, what, 10 episodes at the beginning. It was that either was zero goal. or 10. Right? That was we the We locked that option. in, and I'm curious to know, um, where are you at with that goal? What do you, where, like, we're at 10. What do you, like, what's your impressions of, of 10 episodes of podcasts? And um, do you or do you not want to continue having fun with me? Since you framed it so Beautifully, of you course. Yes. Of course, I do. We're on the air, my friend. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, 
It feels good. You asked me how it feels, or maybe you didn't, but I'm gonna take it that way. Yeah, um, yeah I think like it feels good, obviously, to hit a goal, especially because not only did, is this our tenth episode, but it's ten episodes in ten weeks, yeah. which is quite incredible. Yeah, uh, we've really we've really prioritized this. Um, it's been fun. I've learned a lot as well, um, and seen a lot of growth in my life that wouldn't have occurred I'm confident it wouldn't have occurred otherwise yeah um good community good you know um brotherhood you know and uh, accountability through the podcast and through you as well um and overall just like excited I feel like we're just getting started I feel like there's lots of uh lots more to talk about lots more challenges to to uh to take part in yeah for sure and mm-hmm. uh yeah feeling excited man what about you i'm i you said it really well man i think I'm, I'm really excited to see what other things we can do like what other um how we can segment it up and we've been brainstorming about that stay tuned for uh yeah maybe some some cool changes that we want to throw in and um just really excited that we're able to have a platform where we can talk about things that matter to us and I and I know that you know they matter to other people as well mm-hmm. so and uh it's just a, it's just a place where we can get creative and uh hope to continue to build the uh the backing behind it and yeah. have um you know people reach out and, and keep keep talking and yeah it's fun man I just it's it's really fun to to be able to just chat about uh things that matter and things that were continuing to to learn about that that Mm -hmm. that matter to us you know week week on a week off right like yeah i mean that's why we're doing the challenge thing too right to just test things out and to you know hopefully give other people some beta on things that we've kind of guinea pigged and stuff right like yeah so it's kind of fun so dude speaking of challenges um how was this past week for you the one mile run challenge daily it's fun man it's really fun um like I told you earlier, I forgot to bring my charge my Apple Watch once, so I'm thankful that I kind of uh, distance out my one mile on that first day. So mm-hmm. I knew where to go. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I felt I felt like the challenge. I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't like necessarily. Like I like I was trying to push the pace every every day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was like a really doable, really, um, like I had no trouble, like just getting down and doing it. Right. right. Like, you know, like with the cold shower one at uh, that second day, after the first day I was like kind of hyped. Second day oh, I yeah. was like, God, don't shoot. I don't, I don't want to do this, man. I, just, I had the same experience. It's like five thirty. Like, the, the, come on. It's like Chinese torture, man. Yeah. But, uh, but like, this is just like, all right, well, here you go. Go yeah. run a mile. Right. Um, and it's fun. I, I, and it's also fun. I just think, I think it's really fun to time yourself doing stuff too. Yeah. And actually just, it's, it's why in the gym, I, like we, we write stuff down too. Right. And, yeah. And <clears throat> I think it's, it's fun to be like, wow, I got a couple seconds better there. Or like I was slower, but my average pace over that kilometer, like I, I, I was running like a 350, you know, kilometer or yeah. whatever. Like it's, it's, uh, I think it was really fun. So, so did you find like, depending on your mood or depending on, you know, the day that you were having or maybe even time of day mm-hmm. that your mile time was different or was it just like, <laughs> it's, it got better throughout the week. Like it was kind of like an ascending, you know, yeah. performance or I think it was, I think it was 
pretty much all quite similar. Um, I didn't necessarily like try and get faster every day, especially because there was like the I think it was the second day of the week. I did it after I did a pretty heavy deadlift day, uh, and yeah. I was like that That'll that mile it. sucked, sucked. And then the next day also sucked because I was feeling that that uh, delayed yeah. onset. Um, Delayed onset muscle fatigue. Yeah. Um, and then the day after that, I was like, man, I, I'm freaking flying. Like, this is great. So, um, yeah, I definitely just saw, like, the days where, the, where it maybe sucked more than the others. I bet. Um, yeah. I don't know. How do you approach it? Um, so, right off the bat, so I missed day one. And so, day two, I ran two miles. Nice. Uh, one thing that I learned through the, the other days, I was good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so one thing I learned from the experience was, like, I think my, when I first set out, well, it was, like, the two mile, and then even after, the day after when I just ran a mile, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, a mile's actually kind of far. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm comfortable with running that distance, of course, but yeah. it was just, like, I had it in my head, like, maybe I was thinking more along the kilometer thing, and it's yeah, like, sure. kilo- dude, like, a kilometer goes by so quick. Yeah. But... Man, yeah, a mile was long. I was like, you know, it's it's past the point of like someone who's not fit can just like go out there and kind of run a quick, relatively quick mile. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, so my pace was like around between seven and eight uh, yeah. minutes a, a mile. And then one day I was just kind of feeling feisty mm-hmm. and feeling like I was just ready to freaking go. Oh, yeah. And so I just wanted to push the pace and just see what I could do because I've because I've never really messed around with the with the mile distance yeah. like as far as like a PR for it, um, except for I would do like you know intervals on a treadmill when oh, we yeah. when we lived in our, a condo and had like a gym there, and I would just set the treadmill to a, a six minute mile and I just kind of keep up yeah essentially which is like it's kind of cheating because you're not relying on yourself to set the pace and she'll sure. like actually go uh you're just kind of like can i hold on for this mile and you're watching yourself go around this virtual track yeah kind of thing so it's not really legit um so i've kind of i've done six minute mile paces before yeah you know up to two three four miles uh but this time i was kind of just like i want to just see what i can do yeah, yeah. um so i was around a 626 mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, I was proud of myself. I was happy. And then I started searching on Google, like fitness for mile and like, what's a good mile time. And then I was like, at the same time, also pissed off. Cause yeah. like Google, Google did me dirty. Cause they're like, yeah, if you're a beginner, your mile time is 12 to 15 minutes. And then if you're like a decent runner, it's like 10 to 12. Yeah. If you're like an okay runner, I'm like, how did we go from decent to okay? Yeah. If you're an okay runner, you're doing it in eight to 10 and then I was like, if you're a fine runner, it was like using all these like relative yeah. words. If you're an adequate like, runner. All of this is subjective. Like yeah. what is fine in relation to good. okay yeah, or good? Exactly. So then it was like, yeah. And then, and then it was like. Was well, it fine or fine? Uh, right? right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, and then like, I think under runner. seven, under seven or between six and seven was like pretty good i'm like screw you between six and seven is not pretty good it's awesome that's baller man anyway so i've I've kind of dived dived into you know just mile times in general i know you have a lot of experience with that um 
And I'm just curious. Like, I, I really would like to see my number come below six. Yeah. I would love it below, you know, a six minute, 30 second mile. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would dream of, un- it's like sub five. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, to think that the record, I think, is like three minutes, 43 seconds well, for a mile. And it's crazy, man. It's, it's like, I'm almost, I'm pretty confident that it's still considered like a sprint. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's not, it's not a, a long distance, 10,000, you know, like it's, 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 it's still considered sprint pace when you, when you're running at the pace that the, you know, professional athletes are doing it at, right? Yeah. Like when you're going sub four minutes, like you're, you're hauling, hauling, right? I, yeah. I, think I can't so imagine awesome. that. Like it has to be a full sprint. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And some Moroccan dude who's like, I think it was 1999. He set the record for three minutes, 43 seconds, which is just wild, man. I, I just ridiculous. No, I, I think it's such a, it's such a feat to be able to, to be able to, you know, really, I don't know. I, I'd say it's probably the hardest thing I've tried to really get down, you yeah. know, like, like, and, and I, so tell me about your experience. Cause I understand you have, you know, some, some serious training that you've put in. Yeah. Back um, in the day for your mild time. So tell me about that. I, uh, I, I found, so it was, it was great grade 10 we were living overseas that I like we were going to an American school so the mile like the mile was what we what we did as like a fitness test right yeah and I remember my my PE teacher was like oh like that was pretty that was pretty decent right like you so should, like, what'd you run probably somewhere somewhere around like mid sixes or something like that yeah. right and, and he's like oh it's pretty decent like if you like pushed at it you could you know maybe you could get your time down and stuff and I remember we had one teacher um who kind of took me under his wing and we started running like early, early mornings and, and all this to try and, you know, get down as, as, you know, as low as we could go. Yeah. Uh, and I know that there was a, like a previous record set at school. So I was like, Oh, like, you know, and I'm no, I'm like, I, I ran cross country in high school, but I was no, I, I wasn't like any amazing cross country athlete, but, mm-hmm. um, but I like, before, Dude, I've, I've run with you in like competitions and stuff. You freaking rip. So. I, I think you're being humble, but I, carry I on. enjoy. I, <laughs> I, I did enjoy running. Like that was yeah. that was probably like my thing, and I do feel like most free when I run, right? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so we like we did a. And I think probably the biggest thing that helped me get my time down was oddly not running the mile, obviously, which is funny. You think yeah. that you do the mo- the more I do the mile, the better I'm going to get, and it's the other things that actually help. And we did a lot of like three by 100 repeats mm-hmm. or like, you know, you know, doing like 200 meter repeats or all these, all these different things that, um, that take, you know, help those, uh, slow twitch muscles, you know, grow by making the fast twitch muscles better right, and stuff. And I yeah. don't, don't start calling me coach. I don't know much, you know, but like, that was what he taught me. And, um, at the end of it, I was able to, I was able to go sub five, which Dude, is ridiculous to knock a, like, like a minute off of my, my time. Right? Yeah. And that was re- like, that was an like, incredible year. Sub five miles. I haven't that's... been able to do it since then. And my skinny ass 10th grade body, you know, was floating on air, but yeah, I was, it, it's, yeah, it's something that. Dude, you're in a. But I don't, I, I like, it would probably take us some serious time to, to do that again. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're not talking like 404. We're talking 458. Right. Right. But still, I mean, it's that was that was a that was a big thing for me. Yeah, dude. Um, that's 
that's a very prestigious club to be the sub five. Yeah, and I, and I I hope to like this week has kind of wanted me to like take that into consideration to try and mm. you know get to that point again. Like I'm focusing on more putting weight on than you know you know trying to have a runner's body, but yeah, but uh, but then there's um there's uh what's his name um there's a guy that trains with Ben Smith um okay. Adam Clink okay um he he's like a sweet crossfitter dude and he's that he's the guy that this last year he was able to do set a world record for the first time he hit a 500 pound uh back squat in the same day as running a uh, 5 minute mile ooh and like which Whoa, is crazy dude. and that's and like you think about that it's like uh, you know I've heard them talk about that and like you think about a 500 pound back squat like for you and I that's a big accomplishment oh, right yeah. but in the overall perspective of back squats that ain't like that ain't a lot right mm-hmm. like that's that's pretty most most professional guys like that can hit can hit a uh, uh, a 500 pound back squat yeah lots of people can run a 5 minute mile Right, yeah. but it's the 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 perspective of being able to do that like in one day. Yeah, right? and I think you really got to wrap your head around what an accomplishment that is. And it's one day. It's not like I trained for six months. I did a five hundred pound back squat. I trained for six months. I ran a five minute mile. No, it's like you're you did you did both in one day, and that's yeah. incredible to be able to recover from a. You know, I because because and I think it also shows to the athletes um, like talent that it's not again it's not that like oh he he was so fatigued from the five hundred pound back squat it's like no it's 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 that he can do both not that yeah. he did both in one day as you know like he could have done it one at midnight and one fourteen hours later right yeah but it's that the athlete can do both. Yeah. Right. And like that is, that's the, that's the incredible part. And I think it's, it's like, there's a whole new breed of athletes in every sport that, that, you know, previous athletes could, can't even touch. Right. Yeah. Like the speed that hockey is played at nowadays. Yeah. You know, if you put, yeah, sure. Um, you know, Gordie Howe and all, you know, and, and Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky, right. Yeah. Like phenomenal hockey players, best in their time. Like, Sure, and there it was a rougher hockey and stuff, but there's no way that they would be able to pace with guys like Connor McDavid, yeah. right? It's just and it's it, sports evolve like everything else evolves, like business evolves, like like you Is, know. And isn't that the cool thing about humanity? It's like it's honestly like generations apart still push the needle forward. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's it's obviously like that on a global scale. I mean. In the last two weeks, two billionaires have taken tourism companies to space and back yeah. in like a matter of 24 hours or less. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, to think that we were going to do that 200, you know, 200 years ago. Yeah. It's just like this, this needle that you kind of continuously push forward. Individuals rise up and, and move the needle. But then, yeah. like you said, like in sports, it's, uh, it's incredible how... I feel like, yeah, you start off, uh, like a sport starts off and it's like, wow, that's incredible. And then it's like, wow, that's, and then the standards just keep going higher and higher. And it's like, 
you see that with like the snatch in in the CrossFit Games or like yeah. you know, some of the semifinals this year. And, well, even think about like rock climbing, man, and like the fact that what's his name, like Royal Royal Robinson, Royal, the, you know the guy. He's like uh, he's one of the guys that was very famous. I don't quote me on his name again. I think I said don't quote me a lot, and this, this episode is going to be called Don't Quote Me. <laughs> Um, but he he's a lot of guy. He's one of the guys that really um, spearheaded like hiking or uh, rock climbing in in Yosemite and stuff. And on I Al think, Cap, um, uh, yeah, I think it, it was Royal. I think it's Ro- Royal yeah. Rob- I think you're right. I yeah, think you're I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna. You know what? Quote me. Okay? It was the two. It was the two guys who are battle who are battling it up. Yeah. Right, and um, they're but they're like if you look at their time, they're like man, like no one's gonna be able to do it like this, right? And they the amount of gear and and that's a great picture and yeah. all of that that they use to get up the face, and then now you have guys like you know, um, well first Tommy Caldwell who yeah. was like doing it still roped up, right? And then you have Alex Honnold now free soloing it, and yeah. And and he finishes free soloing it, and now you know everyone's like, I, I love in that in his in their in his documentary, um, they're, they're like, what are you doing next? And he's like, he's like, like probably, not, probably nothing. Like I, who knows? I don't know. This is literally the biggest dream that I had, and the thing that I I cannot think of a bigger thing, but it's not for me necessarily. Maybe mm. I'll do something better, but maybe the next generation will do something better. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what's better than free soloing. Like, that's the thing is like, we're so blinded in a generation Mm -hmm. when it happens. And then it's like, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, it's like something else extraordinary comes forward. And we're, and I think our, the current generation is just paving the way for the next generation to do something even better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I, yeah, they're going to be free soloing the moon or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess the moon probably doesn't... I don't know. I don't know much about the moon. Um, maybe we haven't even been there. What conspiracy theorist yeah. over here. But, uh, no, I, I think we've been to the moon. Um, I won't get down that. Um, <laughs> but I don't know much about the moon, so maybe there are some sweet rock faces that you could... I'm sure there's some I'm sure. sweet craters that you could get in and out of. But, um, yeah, no, I think it's just, it's just, it's just cool to see, to see people uh, push the limits um, in, in sport and uh to think where they're gonna what like how's it gonna how's everything gonna change you know because mm-hmm. yeah what we think is amazing now i bet you in 20 years we're gonna be like well like look at how amazing this is now instead right yeah um it's funny like going back to the mile times like it was it was said that like a sub five at one point a sub five was impossible yeah and then it was oh a sub four no human can run a sub four minute mile yeah and now it's like there's a lot of people that have now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I say, I, you know, it's relative. A lot of people, but you know. But it is. But yeah, there, there is. There's a lot of people that have run a sub four now, and it's like, who knows what's next? Yeah, that's oh, incredible. It's incredible. And there's, there's that guy. Um, I don't know. There's that marathon runner. Oh, I can't remember where he's from, but I don't know if he set the record for like the fastest, like marathon mm. and stuff and I it is I, I'm pretty sure it, it is in the Guinness World Records but I think it's has an asterisk on it because I think it's like a sub two hour marathon I think sub we're at sub twos now sub yeah. two right now the only thing they they asterisked it is that the word yeah, yeah. let's go brilliant let's it. Um, they asterisked that quote him on it because, quote, him on quote it. me on that 
um, because number one, I think he was wearing like special shoes that like with aided, springs. Yeah, they aided him in his in his running, Ooh. and then he also was like running with like a tapered team, kind of like the Tour de France, where he's like draft. Like, uh, he's, oh, I think he, I saw. He's that. wearing special stuff, but still, it's like okay, yeah, okay, fine. But he's not. That doesn't like increase his. You know, it, it probably shaved off a minute. Right. Still, yeah. the bu- buddy is running a two-hour marathon. Right. Yeah. Like that is an incredible feat. That's you know? crazy. Like I obviously that's not in my wheelhouse at all or my my knowledge whatsoever. But I feel like if there was any chance that there was a possibility for an asterisk, like yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I feel like you'd do your due diligence. You'd like talk to like you know the powers that be and be like, hey. So can I run with a team and can they run in front of me? Or like, hey, you know, can you just approve these shoes before I run tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Or next next week, hopefully not tomorrow. But, you know, you'd think that he would kind of do some of that, you know, investigating beforehand. But yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's super interesting, man. I, 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 yeah, I think it's just, it's very interesting. So, so going back to the mile challenge, do you think you're going to, yeah, are you kind of, you know, one week and done, like, was it a good experience or it seems like you're hungry still. It seems like yeah. you, you got some more interest. Here. I wouldn't say my focus right now would be to try and push the pace on my, you know, my 10th grade goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to continue with that hundred day thing, yeah. even though, you know, I'd rather run just a straight hundred miler, you know, yeah. that'd be cool one day. I'd love to do something of that distance, um, in my arsenal. Um, but I all I, I think it'd be fun to keep doing this for a hundred days and at the end of hundred days go, wow, okay, that was a hundred mile that's a hundred mile runs in a row. Yeah. Right? On top of any other training or busy day or rainy day or acid rain, snowstorm, fire, hailstorm day. Yeah, I'm totally. Just gonna, just gonna get out there and spend Just in case we, you know, in the next hundred days go to Mars or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're so, ready. I'm prepped. I'm yeah. ready. So yeah. Here's okay. a completely side note, and you can just answer yes or no. Do you think we're going to go to Mars? Do you think Elon is crazy, or do you endorse him? Or I'll tell you, I'm not going to Mars. I think that sounds sucky to be in, like, man, and I can I could, I can barely do a nine hour flight across the world. But that said, um, yeah, I think it's possible. I think some idiot's going to do it, and and it'll be a one way trip. And enjoy your time over there, chewing on red rock and sucking on poisonous gas and eating potatoes yeah for like months dude great movie the martian yeah well actually one of my favorite movies i love that movie um but yeah dude i think the 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 ceiling is uh definitely breakable on what we've done in you know the technological power to do stuff like that but uh you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough money uh to to do that I truthfully don't care mm. for it I'm uh I'm earthbound and heavenbound man or I'm That's earth right. living and heavenbound so yeah let's I'm, go I, respect yeah dude um and then just another rapid fire question kind of current events I like this what so, uh what's your opinion on the the billionaire tourism contest with Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos uh here's my opinion I haven't heard of it oh really <laughs> yeah you haven't no. heard about that no so, so enlighten me, dude. So literally, um, Richard Branson did it first with his Virgin Space X Y Z, or okay. I don't know what it is, yeah, but yeah. Virgin something because he has a billion companies that he's paid to put Virgin on. Oh yeah, as well as the ones that he's built from the ground. But uh, um, 
it's uh, it's just interesting how, just side note, but how billionaires just like pay people to put their name on their companies. Yeah. Like I, I would not do that. I mean, I'm saying this as a, <laughs> as a employee living in Abbotsford, British Columbia, but yeah. like a company that I've built from the ground or a hotel that I've built, if you're Donald Trump sure. and he approaches me and says, Hey, I'll pay you this much money to put it on your hotel. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm yeah. not going to do that. This is mine. Anyways, side note, but anyway, yeah. So Richard Branson, um, and Jeff Bezos both have, uh, essentially space tourism companies Interesting. Right, to put it very lightly. Um, and from my understanding, it's too like for Richard Branson, that one I followed closer because when Jeff did it, it was already old news, yeah. uh, one week old, but they were essentially building these two companies and racing to see who would be first. Interesting. And so, um, Richard Branson, whatever, it was like two spaceships and him and like a bunch of people and it was like multi-generational and he was all hmm. into that thing. But, um, I honestly didn't, um, people, some people might be laughing cause I didn't do that much research into it cause I kind of rolled my eyes and moved on yeah. with my day. Yeah, um, for sure. but it was quite funny. The one thing that I found funny was that Richard Branson moved up his trip just kind of for whatever reason, yeah. but we all know it was because he wanted to be first. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just like this billionaire pissing contest of yeah. like who can go to space first. I just think it's so stupid. I mean, whatever, that? it's cool that you're in a whole nother realm, but like, really? But I just think it's like, to me, it's just such a, a waste of money. Yeah. Such a waste of resources. There's so many other things that we could, you know, hey, I get it. People want to, people realize that our earth is falling apart so they want to explore new places so that we can keep humanity alive but then it's like space tourism you know yeah. see the world from a different point of view it's like why? why but it's like it's to me like it's as stupid as like i want to go see let's say i want to go see germany mm. okay so i'm in a bordering country and because i want to go explore germany and say that i've been there I walk from that border country, whatever it is, and I step into Germany for like a minute and then I step back. It's like, you haven't really been to yeah, Germany. Yeah, did it. Yeah. It's like, these guys haven't, I mean, yes, they've been to space. They got to zero gravity, yeah. but it's like, you haven't really been to space. But I guess it's exactly what you said. It's a billionaire's pissing contest. Yeah. I mean, technically sure they have, but it's like, why? Like... Who benefits from it? It's like, I think it's like a quarter of a million dollars to go. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, can and they think they can monetize can it? A quarter million dollars. Yeah, man. I don't know. Anyways, look into it if you care. Don't if you don't. Yeah. But I just thought it was kind of funny how, uh, how Branson moved up his trip. It's yeah, like, it's really imagine funny. like crossing off. Oh, we don't need to check this part of the yeah. spaceship. We have to beat Jeff like quick. Yeah. Just, just roll through it. Like, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. There's not even secondary rockets or the backup parachute. We haven't even sewn it up. Yeah, sure exactly. Sew so it up Hand on the sewn. way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting, man. Dude, you know what that would be? It'd be, uh, if that failed, I would put that in the category of a rookie mistake. Ooh. And uh, I'm curious, man. Uh, speaking of rookie mistakes, um, I've got it in my mind to, uh, to think about uh, mistakes. That's been like something that's been on my mind this week. And um, I'm curious for, I'm curious to know 
Do you, uh, do you, if you, that term, rookie mistake, not just, I think it, it, it's a definitely a sports term, you know, like that mm-hmm. people, you know, and, and the, even the word rookie, but I think it broadens out to, to life and, and in general and stuff. I'm curious to know, do you, uh, do you have any, uh, really good rookie mistakes that you've made in your life that have now come do you, like, in, in retrospect, you're like, you know, you've learned from that in some way? Put you on the spot again. Um, here, let's flip it around and let's go. I'm going to flip this on you first. This is your question. We'll reframe yeah. it in the editing and it'll <laughs> look like you. We'll change our voices. Me. No, but I'm yeah. curious. Maybe you should just go first. Well, you know what I'll say, man? I'll say this. The reason I've been thinking about it is because i just been thinking, um, I feel like the hype in the business realm, the sports realm, is everybody's got to get everything perfect, right? Mm. And if you're not perfect you know, um, then, then you're not good enough. Right. And what, where it came into mind, I was listening to some of the commentary on, um, on the upcoming CrossFit games this week and a specific athlete, uh, Samuel Cornway, Canadian dude, uh, from Quebecois. Um, and he was just talking about his, his previous years, uh, in the games and how in 2018 and 2019, um, he had an opportunity to get to the games and he, he kind of, he did really good at first, and then he shit the bed, mm-hmm. and and he had these what would would classify as rookie mistakes, and I think that just I think that that um, what what encapsulates a rookie mistake is just something that obviously more of a rookie would make, someone that like a beginner or somebody that doesn't necessarily have the history and the experience, you know, would would make in in a certain scenario. But he says is like those are the things that now like he can pull on in you know in the future and stuff and he can you know make himself better at and i just think that's such a such a cool principle to to think about is like like i think you should we should encourage people to make mistakes more Mm. the more mistakes someone makes at the beginning of their career the 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 better they're setting themselves up for the future the more humble they're going to be when they see somebody else failing the more compassionate they're going to be for themselves and for other people and uh so i was just i was like i was kind of you know steeping on this all week and kind of trying to think about some of the rookie mistakes that i've made that have made me you know do something different in the future um and uh yeah so i mean i'll say one i'll share one i actually asked my dad about this he's got a really funny one um and it's more of a i mean it's a rookie mistake in, in fact when he was a kid but he's so telling you're me, sharing your dad's rookie i'm sharing my dad's rookie okay, mistake cool. there you go um he was telling me um so back do you remember in elementary school we played that game seven up or middle school yeah right heads up seven up yeah so yeah the premise teacher chooses uh somebody everyone puts their head down and you're supposed to that that person goes around and picks seven people or six people everyone goes to the front you know and then everyone gets to try and guess who's the who's the who's the guesser or who's the picker right right so my dad brand new to his his uh, school in sydney on the uh on the island and uh he uh um he's the teacher's like okay well you know like taps on the shoulder he's the guy that has to go up and so everyone puts their heads down he goes and he didn't know how to play so he just tapped like 20 other people and then then the teacher's like okay heads up seven up and like 20 kids stood up and he just looked like the biggest doofus right because he's (laughs) like and and i mean we we chat we chat about that for a second but i'm like hey what's your lesson there and he's like i guess it's like you know don't just assume 
if you don't know, like be humble enough to be like, I don't know the rules, you know, right? right? And I mean, it's a, it's a funny example, but it's just like, I just think that it's a, it's a, a good principle to live by that. Like, like we all make these mistakes and now you look at that and you're like, Oh, like, you know, I can draw on that in the future. I can yeah. go, Oh, like, you know, like you, you how many times have you come to work and your boss is like, Oh, do you know how to, you know, you know how to cut this ball, like with this method? And you're like, yeah, of course. And yeah. you're like, no, I don't know. Yeah. Like I have no idea how to do that. You know, it's, it's funny. Yeah, uh, and for sure. We learn from those mistakes and if we're humble enough, we, we really can learn and we can draw from them in the future. So it's funny. It's uh, he's either a doofus or a genius because the whole idea is getting picked, right? Yeah, it's so true. Or yeah. one in seven is a lot worse than one in twenty. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? He so did I become think, a yeah, math he, teacher. He was, he so. was, well, and that's the thing. He is <laughs> the genius of math. So no, that's that's a great story though. I love it um, for sure. I mean, I have I have some uh, some stories I could certainly pull from. But one thing I used to do, speaking of having no idea what I was doing when mm-hmm. I was I was in Czech school, I had kind of just arrived on the scene. I was like probably six. Um, living in the Czech Republic and I like my first few days, I didn't speak the language and my favorite subject was math because it was the only thing I could understand. There you go. And I remember people would ask me questions and I just played games in my own head cause I had no idea what they were asking me. So I, yeah. I knew how to say yes and I knew how to say no. Yeah. And I knew how to say, of course I don't speak Czech. Yeah. Um, and so, and where's the washroom, probably? Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, all, we all, we that's all you need to know one. anytime. Yeah, you can get by. But so I literally used to alternate between yes and no because I just was playing a game with myself and I had no idea what anyone was saying anyways. So yeah. it's just like, I would just say whatever they would say, yes. And then the next time I would say no. And then the next time I would say yes. And I just keep doing that <laughs> pattern through, get through my whole it. time. Yeah. Eventually I became fluent, but yeah, exactly. uh, it happened over many years, but uh, it was pretty funny. Oh, that's um, funny. But yeah, going into uh, funny, funny stories where I just had no idea what I was doing. So, what do you call this question? Like, if you were to phrase it again, like, exactly. just rookie mistakes. Yeah, what's like like a rookie mistake that you've maybe okay. draw, can draw on from that you learned from? So, first time I uh, I went to Summit Mount Baker. Oh yeah. So it was myself and, and three other guys, and uh, one guy in particular that I ended up summiting with mm-hmm. was uh, Brendan Stewart and it was such a rookie mistake because we were we had months of planning lots of prep like crevasse rescue training you know yeah you know studying the mountain and we're at the bottom and it's 10 a.m we're about to start our hike and we're like probably 300 meters into the trail and we pass some guys that are going out oh yeah and they're like we just kind of were, you know, being friendly. Hey, how was it? And they're like, it was great. We slept at the top. It was amazing. And we're like, oh, cool. Can we do that? Yeah. Like, and for whatever reason, anyways, one guy had a, got a knee injury. The other guy got food poisoning. So Brendan Stewart and I kind of pushed on. Yeah. We hiked for like 12 hours. And we, cha- we threw our whole plan in the trash can. Months of preparation and yeah. conversations and... You know, um, risk assessments from, you know, being on a glacier and stuff like that. First yeah. time on a glacier, not to mention. Uh, and then these guys in passing in like a 10 second conversation, we threw our whole plan away and just kind of like said, yeah, we should do that too. That sounds awesome. Brutal. So we pushed 
try, try to get to like 10,700 feet in one day. Yeah. Uh, it was really stupid. We were hiking for 12 hours and we had to stop at 900 or 9,000 feet. Uh, right at the crest before you climb like the last ascent to the to the peak of Mount Baker. Was that like right below like Colfax? Just after, so Just after. between Colfax and the the summit of Mount yeah. Baker. So in that flat part right before you yeah. go up. Um, it was so stupid. It was such a rookie mistake because we were just like, yeah, like that sounds fun. These guys did it. Yeah. And sure enough, when we did summit, we saw like a dugout tent pad sure. where they yeah. slept. So it was like, they were legit, but it was just like, who knows how many mountains they've summited? Who knows like yeah. how, you know, they obviously knew what they were doing. We're complete rookies and we just latched on to the, this idea that they told us at the bottom of the peak yeah. or at the bottom of the hike. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. It's like, and we kind of kept thinking to ourselves like, oh, just a little farther, just a little farther. Yeah, and it's it. like, yeah. So stupid. So right. well, and I think, and I mean, knowing from experience with you, you with you guys now, the next time you did Baker, yeah, and then when we did uh, Mount Rainier, like two, a year after that, yeah, um, like I can tell, I can see where like the, your your guys's attitude from learning from what you would call there a rookie mistake, which yeah. is, I mean, hey, it was a rookie mistake. It was your first summit of a major you know, peak. Yeah. And like, could have been dangerous, could have been life threatening, could have been ultra fatiguing. Right. Yeah. And you know, but then, you know, your attitude going in the next time with that memory, it's like, it, like, I mean, and maybe that's an extreme because that is a quite of a dangerous rookie mistake. Yeah. Right. But you look back on that and like drawing yourself now as a guy that's done three major summits, like, you yeah. know, like you can take that as an example uh, for the, and not only for yourself, but also a story to share with other people. For right? sure. Yeah. Like we, we, what we get, like the, the, the thing about rookie mistakes is like, if you make though, basically I, I would say make as many rookie mistakes when you're 25, 30 years old at the beginning of your business as you can, because that like moment of like a little bit of grief or stress that mm-hmm. it comes is so, um, worth it in the end to to uh to grow you at, like, in, and your character and your your work ethic earth work ethic yeah um so i just think it's so important and i yeah. i've just been i've been i've been uh, gnawing on that all week because because uh i you know new career now like with with chicken farming and i'm that's i'm i'm making mistakes you know here and there and yeah but it's ways to grow right and it's opportunities to to be humble right for sure so for sure and i think um like it's it, the concept i've heard it said as like failing forward yeah and i think there's something to be said about that where i think in our culture especially in north america we're almost scared to be wrong we're scared to make mistakes and we're scared to quote unquote fail yeah um but there's certainly advantages to that. I mean, don't expect failure. No. Strive for the for the best. But totally. But if you do, you know, fail, oftentimes the learnings from that are are extraordinary and oh, better yeah. than if you stayed in your comfort zone. I mean, it's the same with like weightlifting too. Like yeah, you know, obviously don't work out to fail to failure every time. Like, but you really understand your limits and you understand what you can take and, and often pushing the limit in that way, yeah. you know, you, you reap far better rewards than just staying within your comfort zone for your whole life. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the, 
I guess the lesson behind a gut check, right? So yeah. I think, and I love that from, from Josh Bridges and some of this stuff is like every once in a while, it's important to do a gut check to kind of not only check where you're at. Right. And yeah. if you, yeah, like you just not being afraid, not being afraid of failure. Cause I think that's what pushes us. And I think the people that, that throw shade on people that make mistakes, um, they just haven't tried enough mm-hmm. themselves. They haven't pushed themselves enough because, you know, I think once you get past that point of making fun of somebody for doing that and realizing that like you and putting yourself in that position where you're making mistakes, you're, uh, you're, you're not going to be doing that anymore because yeah. you, you realize, right. And you realize that this is an opportunity for growth. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I'm curious, uh, fire out some, uh, fire us a DM if you got a good story of a rookie mistake. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Um, and I'm sure that there's some good lessons that have been learned. Um, and we're curious to hear about those for sure. So, and if it's a good enough story, maybe on episode 11, where we've reached 110% of our goal, boom, we will, uh, we'll have to share that good story. So only up from here, my friend, only up, man. No, I do. This is, this is, uh, this is life now, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. I'm uh, excited to make some rookie mistakes on the podcast. Dude, you know what? Here you go. I'm going to say it. We did make a rookie mistake on this podcast. Did we? Yeah. And uh, we we slid smooth as butter through it. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't even know it. So that's how smooth we slid. Yeah. Episode three. Do you remember the, uh, the, the garage band malfunction? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That, and what do we do now? What have we learned from that? Long story short, Isaac and Joe realized that when Isaac's computer goes to sleep, sometimes it glitches and you can't tell when that happens. So when you recorded an hour and 10 minute podcast, all of a sudden you have to flip it around and do another hour and 10 minute podcast. (laughs) But that rookie mistake has now taught us that we keep this bad boy open and uh, every time there's a a slight moment of the computer going to sleep, we both panic and look at the screen and quickly, uh, that's why we need a producer. Someone to like stay on top of that. Maybe once we start doing like YouTube live, then we'll get a, and also, you know, uh, episode 11, we'll start, start with a producer. Exactly. Yeah. I'm building a a podcast studio right now. Exactly. So perfect. I love it. It's called the it's called the 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 clay shed where we reform. We, I don't know I'm trying, I'm the minds to... of our listeners. Exactly. Yeah. Become come be our project. Yeah, that's boom. Let's go. Tagline: Mighty Men Podcast Clay Shed. <laughs> so there you go. Look, even even uh, even us uh, powerful podcasters have uh, mis- we make mistakes. I feel like we have reached the title of podcaster. I was gonna say, do you do you? Uh, do you label yourself as a podcaster now? Uh, yeah. On my Instagram bio, I say CrossFitter, podcaster, that was the other one I was gonna ask. husband, uh, dog father, dog dad, lifter, eater, sparky, sparky, nice. business tycoon, and the king of power. King of power. <laughs> Roll with that. I gave you that title and uh, that. Just own it. I love that, man. Uh, still, um, yeah, I would say I, I would classify myself as a podcaster. It's good. Well, roll with that, man. I mean, I feel like I mean, we could do a whole podcast on um, on uh, what's that called when you when you assume you don't do something. It's like a, it's not a syndrome, but it's like. A, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. But I. It's like a, it's like. A, 
I don't know. It's called something where you don't, you might be doing it, but you feel like you're not part of that oh, group. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, like a, I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, uh, it's one of those things. I've tried, I try to remove myself from that though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I feel like, you know, you should just not overthink it. And yeah. just like, yeah, you've, re- you've recorded a podcast. You're a podcaster. You've earned it. You lifted some weights. You're a lifter. Like, yeah. big deal. And who, who, who mandates those things and who, um, you know, decides who can call themselves what? Yeah. Like, I understand if you're, it's a competition you say, I've been to the CrossFit Games, but you haven't? Like, yeah, you're an idiot. Oh, dude. But. And that's what makes me annoyed when when you see people in the CrossFit realm uh, that, that go like, you know, CrossFit, you know, five-time CrossFit champion. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you went to sanctionals. You're not yeah. a cross, or CrossFit Games athlete. It's like, you didn't make it past the first round of, you know, the quarterfinals. You're not, you're not yeah. a CrossFit Games athlete. Yeah, right? for sure. You haven't earned that title yet. But I think it's different in the realm of podcasting because 10 episodes, man. It's good. Yeah. 10 episodes, what, eight challenges? Eight 52-week challenges? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. What's our challenge for this week? Number Number nine. Yeah. It's a big one. Is it? No, I don't know. I made it up. <laughs> what I was thinking this week is uh, for the 52-week challenge, we do, I'm going to leave it open, but I'm going to say 10 to 15 minutes of meditation every day. Nice. Okay. Uh, so for me personally, what a tool that I've used in the past and what I'd like to use for this week as well is the Headspace app. Okay. Uh, it's a meditation app, like guided meditation. Uh, are you familiar with that app? I've or? heard of it. Is it free? It's 100% free. Oh, yeah. see, that's great. Yeah. Is there, there ads is... in between the middle? How yeah. hilarious is like that? Halfway it's through. Like, halfway through ad, it's like, new from Fruit Roll-Up. Is... <laughs> it's like... Yeah, the Geico ad is the worst. Oh, dude. It's like the weird There's some bad ad. Olympic ads right now that are really bothering me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. Anyway, Headspace. Oh. Yeah, so Headspace. I think there's another common one, but uh, I've, I've never used that one. There's like two... It's Headspace and then another one. So you, by all means, check it out. If you want to use the other one, do it. Um, I mean, and if you want to jump into the realm of, you know, guided meditation by yourself or look up, you know, what some people are doing off the dome, by all means. Um, Headspace is super easy to use. Mm -hmm. I think you literally just download the app and press start. Yeah. And you choose your timeline and that's it. it. So, yeah, let's mess around with that this week. Uh, seven days, seven meditations, and uh, and it'd be cool at the end to chat about what kind of going through your yeah your brain on that because my my idea of meditation maybe is away away from the the new age form of clearing the mind for no thoughts yeah and just to maybe grasp on deeper thinking mm. um, but also I think there's merit to to clearing. Clearing the mind. You don't want to clear the mind, dude, because then the demons are going to come in. <laughs> it's a classic. But that you know what? Classic. I also think that there's thing to some peace and reflection that you can have in those quiet moments, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm excited to mess around with it. I've had uh, success in the past, but uh, I don't never more than like ten, maybe fifteen days. Yeah. But that was years ago, so I'm excited to jump back in and, and figure out. 
you know, um, if, if this should be another part of my life that I should prioritize, you know, that's yeah. what this is about. So dude, the last time um, I sat quietly and listened is when we were in YWAM and they're saying that we're, you know, we're supposed to sit there quietly until God told you where we were going for DTS. Or whoa, something, you know? crazy. Yeah. So, oh boy. Uh, but, um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking forward to the chat, the conversation on, on how it went at the end. Yeah. It's gonna so, be sick. Yeah, dude. I love it. Dope. And you know what? To, to motivate us in, for our future in the, the realm of meditation through, uh, environmental cold and hot therapy. Uh, mm. I saw Joe Rogan this week did a, um, a five minute ice bath followed by a 20 minute sauna at 200 and something degrees. Holy. Um, so that'll, uh, that'll freeze your balls and cook your brain. So, <laughs> but I think, yay, you know what, if that, if that is the, the realm that you can clear your mind and think about, um, good things, then get at it. Yeah. I'm excited totally. to try that five minute ice bath when we get the new, the new, uh, setup hooked up. Yeah. You can best be sure, Ben, that we're going to have a live segment of us trying that out. Oh, I can't wait. In the next wait. couple of weeks. I can't wait. In the next couple of weeks? Oh, I got to get more prepared. Yeah, dude. No, I think you should just cold turkey it. Literally cold turkey. Okay. You're going to be a frozen turkey. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. Can't wait. It's going to be beauty, man. Well, I think we probably got to get some recovery time in. Um, oh, yeah. As we hit up a... 400 meter run with um, some Romanian deadlifts followed by 15 uh, regular deadlifts at uh, at 185 yeah. uh, for five rounds um, before we also did a progression of push press and um, some curls for the girls. So of course, got to keep the wives happy. That right? was a fun workout that we started this with, and we are flipping it on the uh, we're flipping it on the head if that's a term because. We are starting with content and ending with our workout and um, on a good, on, on, on a note, going out on a bang, episode 10. What a wonderful adventure it's been. Excited for the, the rest, man. Dude, I just want to say, I appreciate you. Oh, see? That tugs on my heartstrings. Now I'm just going to wait for that check. That bonus check. To that come bonus Christmas check, bro. Come on. That's, that's how you keep your friends happy, man. So. Actually, that's a funny side note. My uh, my friends had a joke when I was in high school. Maybe it was you too. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, funny. That yeah, you are pretty funny. Yeah. That uh, my mom was sending checks. <laughs> so like, it carried on to the point oh, where yeah. like I reached out to a buddy and was like, "Hey, dude, do you want to hang out?" And he's like, nah, dude, your mom's check started to bounce, so I'm not interested anymore. I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, so it's like that. Yeah. Anyways, so your check might bounce in Chris at Christmas, that's what I'm saying to you. Well, you know what, you're still worth it as a friend. Cool. And I'll still do this podcast, um, and he's going to have to pay me, but okay. well, that's fine. Her checks won't bounce, she's solid, so. No, no she's, yeah. she's loaded. Yeah. So. Beauty, well, in, uh, in all good spirits in 10 episodes, man. Uh, I'll, bi I'll bid you adieu with a good old peace and love. You can tell me you can Thirty-two hour fast challenge. Drink a milk jug of water every day challenge. Watermelon, watermelon. <laughs>